You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Hi, I'm Tane. And I'm Aid, and this is Alter Call, a Married at First Sight podcast. Hi, everybody. Welcome to episode 13, season 16 of MAFS. Hi, Aid. How are you? I'm all right. How are you? I'm 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 good. I'm trying to get back to regular life. My body's like, what have you done to me? But but uh, you had fun, right? I did. I did. Ultimately, it was so much fun. But yeah, getting back to real life. Real life is waiting for me. It's just trying to ease back in during the week. But yeah, it was a good time. Uh, you went to Panama. Tell the people about Panama because you did tell them you were going. Yes, Panama was great. Um, it's so funny because I had thoughts that it would be like, what did I think it would be like? I went to Cuba last year and I thought it would be like Cuba, but it's kind of, it's not. It's like, I'm not trying to be insulting. I guess that's why I'm hesitating. I was like, <laughs> I thought it would be like a developing country. And in some ways it is like some of its infrastructure and stuff, but it's totally, totally like developed. It has everything like, if you were, let's say, an American and you wanted to go visit and you thought you wouldn't have certain things, like, it's stacked. Every, you're not missing anything. It has the same fast food places. It has all of the things in the grocery stores. Like, it's not lacking for anything. It's akin to America. And it's just great. The water is great. The weather is great. Everything was great. It's great. I think that... What ends up, this is why you travel though, is to be educated. Mm-hmm. Um, so whatever preconceived notions you have, I don't think there's anything wrong with having like preconceived no- notions, but yeah. it's good to go and like get the reality and then you can educate people like me who, you know, haven't been. Yeah. I mean, but now it makes sense because knowing that, you know, Panama is the one that has the route with the ships and the canal and all that. So of course they're going to be stacked. They're, they have a gateway for everything to be shipped to them. <laughs> so, <laughs> but no, I totally recommend for anyone who's, ever thought of it you know for a vacation spot or to visit totally recommend okay so unfortunately panama's over and now you're back to (laughs) our wonderful love is blind yes um, i said love is blind i meant our wonderful married at first sight (laughs) but it was fun again it's always fun listening as a listener and listening to you and ali it's always great having ali on and it was just really cute to me because you guys were giggling the whole way through and talking about not winning feelings and all that. It was hilarious <laughs> listening to the whole thing, but it was great. Did you learn anything new about either one of us? Mm, no. 
I think Were you I surprised knew. that we don't want to talk about feelings? Of course not. I've known you guys long enough. <laughs> <laughs> I was a tad, not tad surprised by Allie. I just didn't know if, you know, the evolution of wife, mommyhood or whatever would change that. But no, it's just like more feelings. No. <laughs> so no, I knew that about you guys anyway. So <laughs> um, yeah, so it was cool. Um, all right. Anything we want to tell the people about this week? You guys, I'm like so excited because I've been watching Love is Blind. I'm like four episodes in and I just feel like this is a return to the first season. Let me get to the end so that I can be severely disappointed. All this to say, we're watching Love is Blind and we will have a bonus episode that covers the first eight episodes of the season up for our patrons next week. I have no comment. I am not going to spoil it for you. All I will say (laughs) is I have a deep, deep hatred for one of these people. I know who it is. I know who it is. Anyone who knows me knows who it is. (laughs) I'm so annoyed (laughs) by this individual, but I will save it, you know, for our recap. I got done today. I got cut off, so I'm ready on Friday for the new episodes to drop because these are terrible people. (laughs) I don't feel that way. Okay. All right, guys. Check it out. Patreon next week. You'll find out. Um, also, of course, on Monday, we will have After Party uh, up for you all this week's After Party. Okay, Tane, what is happening in Mathsland? I got to tell you, not much is happening. Um, the highlight is that Mindy, our beloved Mindy, now we know where she lives. She now lives in San Diego, which makes sense with hanging out with Nate and Ben and all of the people. Um, she said she took a turn in her career path and she's now a data scientist. I don't know what field, but you know, congratulations to her. Like, I mean, making any change or a turn in your career, like later on is not easy. So actually, you know, making that change and going ahead with it, you know, kudos to her. Um, Alexis posted something. I think it was like a juicer or something. I don't know. She's starting like a health um, or fitness journey, but she captioned it finally using my wedding gifts. And I'm just like, how did that play out? Do they split gifts? How do you get what gifts? Do you keep what your people gave you? Like, how how does that work? (laughs) I I think I've said this for a long time, but if my friend was getting married at first sight, I don't know that I would get them a gift until like decision day or something. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> maybe i'm evil but <laughs> I mean, it makes the most sense but by that um account if after decision day they did break up what would be the difference and also even for your regular friends who date that doesn't mean they're not going to get a divorce so i mean I have bought wedding gifts for people who have gotten divorced. That's fine. It's been a few years. I don't care. It's been a few years. But weeks. Weeks. That's different. Um, finally, I think the girlies are getting their money on. Um, Jessica from DC Seizing is promoting Nutrafol. I think that's for the hair loss. And Brianna was promoting Pernamel, the toothpaste. I just like calling it out because it's nice to see them making their coins. And every now and then we talk about being an influencer. So just putting it out there. And Um, that's all. uh, I have one thing. Brett and Rachel and I were all in the same place. (laughs) 
on Sunday and I didn't know. I just saw, and the weird thing is it was the Houston Dash opener. Like it's the Houston women's soccer team. Okay. There were not a ton of people at the game and I actually did a full circuit of the stadium um, at halftime. So I'm like, how did I not see them? But I, I saw the picture they posted that said they were there and I didn't see them, but we were all in the same place. Oh, were you there from the very beginning to the end? Yeah. I mean, I was there from like kickoff until the end. It was a scoreless game, but honestly, like I loved it. Uh, the ticket I was gifted to me, but it was like really cheap and I would totally go to a women's soccer game again oh, or okay. any soccer game really. But I liked supporting women's sports. Oh, okay. Cool. Well, All right. we're back in Nashville. <laughs> I don't uh, just before we get started, you know, I just realized that Nashville had a tragedy this week. Um, mm-hmm. Unfortunately, it's getting, you know, it's a very common tragedy at this stage, but it doesn't make it any less sad. So hearts go out to the people in Nashville. Yeah. I almost said thoughts and prayers, but, you know, those don't mean anything anymore. But yeah, our hearts go out to all the people who lost people. And we continue to hope that something gets done about this. It's terrible. All right, guys, we'll be right back. Life doesn't happen bi-weekly, so why should payday? The money you make can be in your hands today with Earn In. Earn In is an app that gives you access to your pay as you work, up to $100 per day or up to $750 per pay period. Just download the Earn In app and verify your paycheck. Then access up to $100 a day as you work and leave an optional tip. Any money you access plus tips are automatically repaid from your next paycheck. Summer is coming and it is time for all of us to go on vacation. You can use the money you earn from Earn In to buy a new bathing suit or some new clothes for your fun summer vacation. Download Earn In today, spelled E-A-R-N-I-N in the Google Play or Apple App Store. When you download the Earn In app, type in AutoCall on the podcast when you sign up. It'll really help the show. That's all to call on the podcast. Subject to your available earnings, location, daily max, and pay period max. See earnin.com slash TOS for details. Earnin is a financial technology company, not a bank. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank & Trust, member FDIC. If you're like me and looking to cut back on alcohol this year, Recess Zero Proof Craft Mocktails are the perfect alcohol replacement. They've recreated the cocktails you know and love, like their ginger lime mule, and Grapefruit Paloma, which happens to be my favorites, you can enjoy the flavors and feelings of those cocktails without the booze. Zero proof, zero compromise. Listeners can get 15% of the Recess Mocktail Sampler at takearecess.com slash MAFS. You guys know I don't drink very much, so Recess is a great substitute while everybody else imbibes. It's a lightly sparkling mocktail infused with functional ingredients like uplifting guayusa and stress-balancing adaptogens. Whether you're relaxing after work or hanging out with friends, make Recess Mocktails your drink between drinks or your forever mocktail. Get 15% off Recess Mocktails now at takearecess.com slash altercallmafs so you can enjoy your favorite cocktails without the consequences. Ladies, you know that vicious week before your period where you feel like you want to crawl out of your skin, you feel a little bit down or off, and those cravings when you feel like you can eat anything in sight? Well, there's a solution for that. Now it's easier to manage your PMS with estrogen control. You have to try Hormone Harmony. 
Happy Mammoth, the company that created Hormone Harmony, is dedicated to making women's lives easier. And that means using only science-backed ingredients that have been proven to work for women. They make no compromise when it comes to quality. And it shows. For a limited time, you can get 15% off on your entire first order at happymammoth.com. Just use the code ALTERCALLMAFS at checkout. That's happymammoth.com and use the code A-L-T-A-R-C-A-L-L-M-A-F-S for 15% off today. And we're back. Tane, what did you think of this episode? You know... I have no more words about this season. I don't. We're in a stalemate. That's just where I feel. There, we have nowhere else to go. There's just back when I was growing up. Back when I was there. <laughs> back when I grew up. I had this. I had that. There's no joy. There's no lightheartedness. There's no like actual happiness. It's just. it's very bad it is it's (laughs) and the thing is every week there's something that i have strong opinions about but it doesn't translate into the show being good which is odd because usually those things go together and i'm sure whatever strong feelings you have it's not about something joyful no no of course it's never it's just like guys like i just feel like maybe the producers intervene to create something and now i'm just i can't wait for them to go to their retreat i'm like what episode does that come on because that usually is fun and something usually happens there but right now man it's a killer i'm gonna make a bold prediction Ooh, this group of people actually seems so pleasant that i don't think anything will happen at the retreat like any type of intercouple conflict i don't think that's gonna happen oh way to kill my buzz all right i mean i mean let's get into it we start the episode with karsten at work um for you guys who may or may not remember she is a real estate agent so she's at this big beautiful house and she's gonna show the shaquille her house to show him a little bit of what she does on a daily basis and he says okay we're checking out this home so when they're standing there being interviewed she is very hugged up on him she mm-hmm. also continues to sound like a robot. I feel bad when I say it, but it's true. <laughs> I, if I'm wrong, please tell me, but sh- the way she speaks is robot-like. I just think it goes back to, my impression is that she's just very aware of the cameras and how she comes off. So it's almost like she's picking and choosing her words carefully and making sure she's saying the right thing. So it comes <laughs> off as robotic. <laughs> The home that Kirsten is showing Shaquille is beautiful. Beautiful. Some of the finishes are, you know, like, I don't know that I would do black tile in the shower, but it's nice. It's beautifully staged. You know who would? Stasha. I feel like (laughs) that's her aesthetic. (laughs) Is it your aesthetic? Mm, I don't mind it, but I'm not like a, what's it called? Um, I, I don't see the vision. I'm not an artistic person, so I'm terrible at design and stuff. I think in some ways I'm indifferent. In that, like, black tile would not make me not buy a house. Mm. Uh, 
cats out the bag, guys, I bought a house because Allie mentioned it last week that I moved. Like <laughs> if I went to a house and there was black tile, that would not be a deal breaker as long as it matched the rest of the bathroom. But I'm with you in that I'm not like, it, aesthetics are not my thing. Yeah, I will say though, I would take black tile over any actual colored tiles. When I lived in Jersey, I briefly contemplated getting a house. So I used to go <clears throat> on viewings and for some reason, there was a lot of colored bathrooms. There was blue, there was green, there was pink tiles. And I was just, nope, nope. So I'll take black tile over any of Were them. they from like the 70s? They were older. Yes, they were original. At some point in the 70s, everybody was doing the pink tile, the green tile, the orange tile. It's, it's really, pink actually seemed to be very quite popular. Oh, God. I don't know why it still existed is my question because everything <laughs> else was done redone but they must have liked that and left that and i'm like who's gonna redo that so if you watch hgtv someone will walk in there and be like oh my gosh it's so vintage <laughs> I, wanna, I, I have not a vintage boat in my body i like brand new um <laughs> <laughs> sorry sidetrack but we're getting back on focus so this house is beautiful they're walking up the stairs and she explains to him that there are four bedrooms upstairs and two bedrooms downstairs. For those of you keeping count, that is six bedrooms in this house. I'm like, this is a nice house. Mm-hmm. Shaq talks about an interview, how he admires her and her profession and seeing her at work and she's sexy and she can be his realtor when they purchase a house together. Note that Shaq says when they purchase a home together. So they sit down. It looks like they're at the bar at this house. And they're like, oh, I could see living here. And he's like, yeah, I could see our kids running through the house. We could have Friday night movie nights in the in the meeting room, game nights. And they just talk about how wonderful it would be to live in this house. And Kirsten says, we have to buy a home. And Shaq says he's been wanting to buy a home, but he never knew what he wanted to do. I wasn't quite sure what he meant by that, but okay. <laughs> I just, I think I just filled in the blanks. I don't think this is what he meant. I thought he meant like he didn't know where he was going to stay because he keeps moving jobs. And then if he settled down, it would be something he wants to do with his wife. But I totally filled in that blank. I don't think that's what he meant. But yeah. That, that might be what he meant. That's not what he said. That's not um. what he said. <laughs> <laughs> so they're standing there doing a, the same interview and he says, we're going to have kids like maybe this year, next year, or in the next five years. As the years kept on growing, Karsten's face, she's just panicking as the years go up. <laughs> so then they talk about, could they see themselves buying a home? Uh, Shaq says, oh, not right now. I mean, we're not buying a house tomorrow. She says, oh, we can wait until your lease ends. Shaq is like, are you, he's looking at her like, I don't really understand what you're saying right now. He's like, you have to give it time. And they just got married and they're talking about kids. Like he just wants to make sure that he's financially stable to afford this lifestyle for us. Kirsten says in this marriage, you have to buy a house so that she can say that her husband bought her a house. And he asks, well, what about your part of this? And she says, well, I'll be on the deed. This whole time, I thought she was joking. The look on her face, her tone, everything to me said jokes. I couldn't tell. I was like, I don't know if she's joking, but I was amused by it all because I'm not Shaquille. 
I, I feel like, no, there's no way she was one. Did you think it was 100% joking? At this point in time, I'm like, she's kidding. Cause, and it's not because of what she's saying. It is literally the look on her face. I thought she was joking. I wonder what you guys think. I, I couldn't tell. <laughs> I was just like, I don't think this girl is kidding. I think she's the kind of person who expects that your man is supposed to provide for you. So. <laughs> she says, like, I have, that's how it works. He says, how does that work? She says it works every day in marriage. Their husband, <laughs> people, their husband bought them a house, a car, especially if I'm pushing out kids. That's some good push gifts. Shaq says I'm still stuck on like you wanting me to buy a house and he said and you said you Kirsten says this is how I am he doesn't look happy and they say let's think about this at home and that's the end of that so her saying this is how I am you still think she's joking I I at this point I just wasn't sure I think the question eight is did you think she was joking or were you just convincing yourself like, okay, she has to be joking? <laughs> That's a good question. <laughs> because you're like, surely this cannot be serious. <laughs> There's no other explanation except the fact that, because at no point did she go, I'm just messing with none, none at all. <laughs> but I will say the look on her face, her facial expressions, didn't she look like a person who was telling a joke? No, <laughs> that's why I wasn't sure. I think she started out as a joke, but then when she saw his reaction, she's like, uh, I need to be true to myself. Like he better know now that this is what I want, but who knows? Nobody knows. We'll, we'll, I don't know. we'll, we'll come back to that. Later. Yes. Next up is Jasmine and Eris. Jasmine's friends, Nikki comes over. They sip wine. They talk about married life. At some point during this scene, I don't really trust these editors. I got the sense that this conversation was filmed earlier than they're making it seem. I don't think this is where we really are in the timeline. I agree. There is no vis- there's no visitation in this time in this time that we're in. Um cuz she and Nikki are talking about how he doesn't open up and closed off, but they I think the part that made me think that this was earlier is Jasmine is like, they can make it work, but he has to put in more work. And the point where they were at last week, I don't think that there's any hope for them. So I don't, and I don't think Jasmine thinks so either. So I was just suspicious. Also, whatever work she's talking about, Harris has been putting in overtime in terms of the <laughs> opening up. Like he's opened up. He, he has. Although we'll get to that. Yeah. So Nikki, the Nikki's parting thought. Nikki seems cool, by the way. Uh, she says, take it day by day. It can happen. Don't close off because it's getting hard. Um, but Jasmine ends with just kind of saying she needs more from him. I mean, the only thing like I was also focused on was her edge control was working overtime. I I, it always is. It always and is. But yeah. This reminds me that when Jasmine <laughs> opens up, we need to find out what edge control she's using. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I don't even know if it was edge control. If she went old school and he's using actual like gel. Because it looked like gel in that. It was like a different. You know how when you put gel and it flakes up and it kind of makes your hair look white? That's what it looked like. So either she used like so much edge control or she went old school and used gel. But whatever it is, it held, it held them edges. 
we'll ask her if it's gel i mean it's gel but if there's some sort of edge control that looks like gel that she is using she needs to share with the people (laughs) next we see nicole and chris at the drive-thru nicole is ordering some nitro latte with something no whipped cream we get pastor cal telling us that everybody's returning to their roots this week um so nicole and chris are going to an italian deli in nashville honestly this is very pointless um (laughs) oh man i see no lies let's just say nicole got herself in trouble lied a lot as a young teenager now feels bad about it anything else we need to cover on that front no ma'am okay (laughs) and i'm about to do the same thing with clint and gina he played soccer he wasn't naturally good at it he worked hard at it gina thinks that's great Clint played soccer. Anything else we need to cover there? You did better than me. I had not, no notes for them in their section. I was like, what are we doing here? Like, this, Just take it down to an hour. Like, <laughs> There's nothing. Everyone's just coming. They're just like, what happened in your childhood? Now talk about that. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> I mean, I could do the same thing for Aris and Jasmine, but it was a little deeper. Yeah. Um, he, t- I, I can't gloss over anytime Eris talks about his dad because I can't like, it's, it's too much of a trauma for him. Yeah. The way he speaks about it is very meaningful to me. I don't, it won't do anything for his relationship with Jasmine, but it, it's still, it makes me feel things. So one thing, so last week, I think you and Ali were talking about, I guess people are coming on Married at First Sight and realizing and trying to solve their traumas while on the show. And we're like, why can't we figure this out before you get here? And I was thinking like, oh, the people who came here and were successful were people like Woody, who, you know, went to therapy. I remember that scene with Amani when he was talking about it. But then I also remember that Paige had two therapists and, you know, <laughs> they were sad. <laughs> so maybe it doesn't <laughs> always work out. But Eris says, one thing my therapist pointed out to me, and I fell to the ground. I-, I had no idea that he was in therapy. I also fell to the ground. I was like, how long have you been in therapy? How's it been going? I have a lot of questions about Eris and therapy. Uh, well, it, it turned everything around for me because I'm here thinking, here's a man who has so much that he needs to work on and he needs to sort things through, but he has been sorting it through. But on the flip, it makes sense because... Eris is self-aware. He does have... You don't think so? He's self-aware up to the point, but I don't... It's like, what does all this awareness earn him? Like, what is the gain for the awareness? I mean, he ain't healed yet. He's still on a journey. But I think, like, he's aware of some of his shortcomings and patterns and things like that. But anyways, yeah. My my thing was just, I did not know that he was seeing a therapist. And I'm like, well, okay. Good for him, but I didn't know that. And what his therapist told him is that he has this um, tendency to move very fast. And then when he's ready, he just ups and goes. He says even romantic relationships, and he talks about leaving relationships, and that some people, they stay in them too long, but he'll just boom, get up and go. Before this, he told us that he has collected cards. They didn't really show us the cards, probably because of copyright issues. So I was like, are these like baseball cards what kind of cards are these but he said that it was a way that he made friends when he was young we learned that Eris moved around a lot um i don't know why he mentioned a city that made me think that possibly 
either his mom or his dad were in the military, but he just said he moved around a lot and he might like lose his shoes, his clothes, but he always kept his cards. Hmm. I mean, regardless of what he was saying, Jasmine still seemed checked out though. She does. She's more checked in than last week, but still checked out. Mm-hmm. Next, we have Kirsten's childhood home, which is very significant to this episode. Uh, it's the home that she lived in before her parents split up. And it meant a lot to her. I don't know. She made it seem like when they lived there, they were financially secure. But then she didn't follow up with. And after they got divorced and we moved away from here, finances came a little more ten- tenuous. She didn't say that, but it seemed implied. Um, I couldn't tell because I think what I got was even after they split, her dad still got them whatever they wanted. Okay. Um, she talks about her dad a lot. And in her interview, she says that she's nervous to introduce her dad to Shaq because she wants to know that the marriage is solid before she brings him around her dad. Last week, she wanted to know that the marriage was solid before she brought him around her friends. Okay. Shaq is very gracious about this. He says, oh, when I meet your dad, I'll be taking notes. What do I need to do? How is this supposed to go? Help me understand. In an interview, Shaq says, Kirsten's holding me to her dad's standard. I've never met the man, so I don't know how to be like him. But he needs to have a conversation with her dad to understand why she feels the way she does. Five points for Shaq for that one, because I don't think that's what I'd be saying. (laughs) You know how I always say when they do these letters to their younger selves that they're always trying to send subliminal messages to their partner? I kind of feel like Kirsten did that when she was going on. Like my dad just got us whatever it was. He just always handled stuff. He didn't need to be told what to do. He just kind of did it. I'm like, mm, this sounds like a subliminal message to me. I'd be real interested to hear from your mom, her perspective on this. <laughs> because yeah, you could have just built this thing. You know, you created like your dad is your hero and all that, but your mom, you're right. Her mom is who we need to hear the real, real from. (laughs) I was recently talking to somebody how I felt like someone didn't like live up to their responsibilities as a parent because I was comparing them to my own dad. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I'm like, that seems more normal. I don't know what Kirsten is doing. (laughs) Like, I understand that, like, when you have a parent who's, like, so good in so many ways, it's really easy to be, like, that's the standard that everybody should be held to. And I think there's nothing wrong with having standards based on having a good parent, either a mom or a dad. Yeah. But this is too far. (laughs) Yeah. And she also needs to recognize, you don't know if her dad was overcompensating because he felt guilty about the divorce or if you don't know. There's no measuring stick. Like he was good at providing everything, but was he there emotionally? We don't know. But now you've taken that and you want to apply that to everybody else because you could get a husband who provides all of the things for you, but is not around and you feel emotionally distant from. So that's why I would actually like Shaq to talk to her dad, because I wonder if he has the same perspective on what's important. Yeah. As Kirsten has decided. Well, if he's half as stubborn as Kirsten, I believe he would say the same. So, <laughs> But I, I just, Kirsten, you have a job. <laughs> I, I'm very confused by this man has to be a provider. You've been providing for yourself. It goes back 
to the question we kind of asked Dr. Pepper, like, is it something about maths that attracts this traditional people who just think the men should provide or are they the ones just picking them? There was no Uh, answer, but we don't know. But (laughs) maths tends to attract, isn't this the same with Jasmine from D.C.? Uh, no, from from, from Philadelphia. Sorry, from <laughs> Phil. I keep calling. I keep saying she's from DC. From Philadelphia, when she said, "Like my husband should be the sole provider," or something like she that. said, "You pay like seventy five percent. I pay twenty five percent." I will was looking at her, but you make. I think she made more money than him. She made more money than him, <laughs> and he was like, "I don't understand this math." <laughs> so yeah, but I mean, it, it did happen. I mean, you see your parents' marriage, and some people think that's what it should be, and they has to be emulated. So, I think that's where cursing is. <laughs> Good luck with that cursing. <laughs> um, we see, see, Allie came on the one week where we like kind of took a break from Gina and hair, and I'm really disappointed because <laughs> we were right back to it this week. So when we went to going back to your past, Gina took Clint to her hair school. She talked about how it was a big, you know, decision for her. She'd always wanted to be in broadcasting, but she was a bartender and then she decided to go to hair school. Now, how well was broadcasting working out is my question if you were bartending. Um, (laughs) She made a pivot, a really good pivot. And I think she should be very proud of that pivot. And she's like, I just, you know, I can't believe that 10 years later, I'm going to own my own company. And she would love to have an educational platform and maybe one day have her own school. I'm just worried about Gina. When we have an episode about going back to your past self, we are still in the hair salon business. Is there a life outside of that? I don't think so. I couldn't believe it. We could have gone to a high school. We could have gone to a first job. Well, it probably would have been a salon again. But I don't know. We were right back at hair school. I just, I had a moment where I was like, I think I know something. Because Clint in the interview was talking about how he had to switch from being a pilot to doing tech. And I was like, Clint was a boat pilot, not a fly pilot. <laughs> mm. I mean, that makes sense. So boat pilots are, they work usually in like ports or in like canals or like certain places where the boat pilot gets on the boat and directs the boat because they're more familiar with the area than mm. the captain. So the captain sees control of the boat to the pilot. So he steers them through and then he gets off the boat and then he does the next boat. It's a pretty cool job. That's pretty cool. Makes sense. Uh, he lived in Florida for a little bit. So yeah, I guess that, that's probably what he was doing in Florida. Mm-hmm. I'm, I mean, I'm assume I don't know how much boat piloting is actually, a, as far as I understand it, a pretty lucrative field. So I wonder if why he switched to tech, was it an interesting or was he just like, I don't want to do this anymore. Maybe he just wanted some kind of stability. That's true. Glenn ends by saying, like, Gina has a great job of forging through adversity. I was like, he admires her. That's nice. <laughs> sure, he was like, <laughs> he can't say his true thoughts at this point. <laughs> I don't want to hear one more word book. about hair. <laughs> yes, he's like, I'm sure he really wants to be like, so do you have any interest outside of hair? <laughs> I would love it if by the end of this season, we went and did something with Gina that wasn't about hair. In his defense, though, his thing has been like boats. Uh, no, is that say a fair? That's not a fair comparison. I take that back. Uh, no. <laughs> well, the boats is his hobby. It's not his job. I don't oh. know what Gina likes to do. 
Except she's <laughs> athletic. <laughs> we haven't even seen them working out together. Oh, I'm not gonna. I I'm, I wasn't gonna say a thing. <laughs> I just said the athletic and dropped it there. <laughs> but I'm just like we haven't seen her do anything else. <laughs> oh. So now we get to my favorite part of the season. This writing a letter to your younger self. <laughs> oh, I hate it so much. Um. So Chris and Nicole. They're in the car. They have their letters. Interestingly, Nicole reads Chris's letter while they're driving. Um, <laughs> oh, so, she was reading his letter? It wasn't hers? I thought, she, yes, because he said, yours are mine. And then it was, she read his letter. Oh, I thought it was hers. Okay. Um, <laughs> so I read a tweet that was wrong because it said, like, all Chris and Nicole do is trauma bond together. Um, and they, it was wrong because they used the word trauma bond incorrectly, but this was, that tweet was in my mind because I'm like, did any good thing happen to Chris and Nicole when they were young? Like, did any good thing happen? Well, I was going to talk about that because I saw another tweet tonight that said, <laughs> even in their happy moments, they're not happy. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my god, that is so true. And then we got a whole bunch of people saying that is so insightful, that is so true. I don't think it clicked, but it's just like that's why I said every little thing. Well, back when I was young, my mom did this, my dad didn't do that, I wasn't this, this partner did this to me, and I'm like, oh my god, <laughs> did we not get an ice cream that we liked one sunny day? <laughs> Or something. Do we or, never have a friend that we liked? Yeah. I mean, remember when, you know, I'll actually remember this probably the rest of my life. When Jasmina was talking about her crappy childhood, but she made sure to tell us about her wonderful, like, second grade teacher who yeah. was just amazing. I remember the second grade teacher amidst the trauma. N Nicole and Chris don't have nothing. <laughs> no, I mean, but it's either that or... They have so much trauma, they really want to just air it all out now so that no one's like she I mean, later on in the episode where she's like, I don't want anything to come up that you didn't know. They're just trying to get through this murky part now. At least that's my hope. Either that or the editors are just not doing them any favors. They're supposed to be our golden couple, and I just realized like their fun moments are few and far between. It's mostly like learning something new and terrible. A terrible mom's boyfriend, uh, lying, like nothing good ever. Let me Lots blow of your shitty people. Lots of Let shitty people. <laughs> Let me blow your mind. We don't have or we haven't had any fun moments this season. The closest to fun that comes to mind was last week with Kirsten and Shaq during the painting. That's like the closest where I feel like with each of the couples, whatever they're doing, I can hear them thinking. Mm. Nothing is just like letting loose and being free and all that. I can hear all of them being worried. I can hear the I can hear the tension. I can hear their mind working. So it's never really like just a fun light moment. It's true. I need that. Please just deliver the last few episodes if you don't mind, but it's not happening. <laughs> so next up to read their sad ass letters are Eris and Jasmine. For some reason, they show them in a high rise that they do not live in. <laughs> like they show the high rise and then they show them in their apartment. And I'm like, that's not their apartment. <laughs> you showed us their apartment weeks ago and that's not it. Um. <sighs> so Eris reads his letter. He talks about like, 
I actually enjoyed parts of it where he talked about you'll see more of the world than Newport News. Um, mm-hmm. Newport News is a military town, which is why I was like, wait, was one of his parents in the military or his stepfather mm-hmm. or something? Um, he said, cherish the moments of memories. He says, no one ever tells little black boys this, but it's safe to talk about your feelings and express yourselves. It's one of the most courageous things you can do. Yeah. I actually thought to myself, if there is any little black boy in my life, I will make sure to tell him this because <laughs> Eric said it in this letter. Um, he talked about how like you can do, little boys do mischievous things to fit in, but the smart guys are going to win, grow up and get good jobs and get a lot of money. I think Eris is the smart guys. <laughs> oh, Eris, he's just a little boy at heart. <laughs> Uh, Jasmine says under her breath that she wasn't trying to get emotional, so she kept it light. I was like, Lord, (laughs) Jasmine don't want to share anything. She's not about it. Um, she, once again, you know, life was hard. She moved. She tells us in an interview that, you know, the bullying was there when she moved. She was, she said Mafreeze, bro. And then she moved to Memphis and she was too proper for Memphis. Um, and she didn't figure herself out really until she went to high school. And Eris, once again, he's complimented her many times on this, that he thinks it's cool that she mentors little girls so that she could impart the lessons that she wished she could have or something like that. Um, she shared more with us in a confessional, though. That's You know? <laughs> Most of all, the context was in a confessional. <laughs> she kept it light. <laughs> so Eris says that she'd be, she should be proud of the person she has become. I think he said that. But he also says that they basically said the same thing in their letters and that they should copyright the letters and sell them. I was like, who do you think is buying this? Who? This is America. This is an opportunity. <laughs> you inspire people. If there is an audience to buy Stasha's sex book erotica, there is an audience <laughs> <laughs> for inspirational letters. <laughs> oh. Here, let, okay. All right, guys. On that note, we'll be right back. Mother's Day is almost here. And you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around. A watch she can wear every day for movement. Whether mom's into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, movement has something she'll love. And right now, you can save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with up to 50% off site-wide during movement's Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Okay, and we are back. So we're back with Shaq and Kirsten again, and they are meeting up with his godmother and godsister, who are named Daphne and Destiny, and they actually drove down from Mississippi and Georgia. I'm like, that is wild, and that is love too. Um, Because on the other side of the spectrum, it's so wild that she's still shutting her family out from him. Like... It's one thing that the dad doesn't want to talk, but I also don't know the rest of her family members. Can't they meet him? 
they're not being subtle about this at all. They're like, on one hand, he has not met her dad. On the other hand, his family is going to cross state lines just to spend a little afternoon with them. No contrast here at all. <laughs> so they're meeting at a restaurant and his godmother came down with pictures and they just shared things about him, just saying that he's the one who takes care of business, that he's the one who, you know, makes sure the family's together. He shares how important um, their grandparents were to the family. And when they passed, he noticed that there was a shift and it seemed like the family was drifting apart. So he took over everything to make sure that the memories keep going. Kirsten says that she, Kirsten says that she loves that about Shaq. So they bring up the accident again, and we actually see pictures of the wreck. And it, that accident is still like a miracle that they all survived it. It's very bad. Yeah. Like, and when they describe it, it's like, yeah. Uh, one I'm just was so glad out, you're all still here. Yeah. One flew out the window, two were trapped under this, and all. And he keeps saying his mom lost control of the car. I mean, not that we need to know details, but I keep wondering what happened or what that meant. So, yes. um, yeah, but he shares how when that happened and they went to the hospital, when he woke up, all he saw was blood on his face, but he shares how they were separated for like two weeks. They did not see each other. They did not tell any of them what happened to the other. And I'm like, isn't that mental torture? You can I at least say they're Okay. I know I was so confused because like they do seem to have this big extended family. So I was like, I hope your aunties or your uncles, like people were with you. Obviously your mom couldn't be with you because she was in the hospital. But why didn't anybody tell you, like, oh, I saw your sister, she's this, she's that. Like it's and I will say though, childhood memories are very um Fuzzy. unreliable. Yeah. So the way he remembers it may not be the way that it happened. Like maybe someone told him and it didn't he didn't process it or he didn't realize it for two weeks i don't know but how could i'm with you how could they keep them apart for two weeks and not tell them like oh your mom's okay your sister's okay okay." yeah but yeah that is his truth for now and he says one day after two weeks they just put all of them together in a room and they were just all crying um kirsten is like it shows her how important family is to him and she loves that about him she asked the godmother how does him always having to do things for the family, like how does that play into um, him being married? I think it was a very poorly worded question, but I know what she was trying to ask. But Ma was just like, how is she supposed to know? She's not married to Shaq. But anyways, <laughs> <laughs> but the godmother was like, just show up. Like you don't know what he might need. Just be there for him. Like he could be doing all that. And maybe if you're by his side all the time. You might know what he needs or he's able to ask you for some things that he needs, but just be there um, for him. So it was nice. I mean, his family seems pleasant and seemed like they welcome her unlike her who, here's my problem with cursing. Fine. Your dad doesn't want to meet him and you haven't met or anything, but you're also not making things easier by saying, no, it'll be fine. It'll be that. It's almost like you want him to be scared. She keeps creating this persona like i don't even have to meet the man but i'm already prepared for the worst (laughs) like you're not trying to ease the situation like no this but anyways she said something different at after party but i don't think i believe the words that come out of kirsten's mouth anymore i I said it before and then i feel bad i don't know her but i don't like her (laughs) (laughs) 
And the only thing I can't like about her is when she's good with Shaq. So I liked her last week because Shaq was good with her. But once again, yeah. she's back to being cursed and I don't like her again. <laughs> so we go back to Gina and Clint. You guys, I cannot believe it. <laughs> but yet again, Gina's having dinner with friends. Oh, wait, no, not friends, but her stylist, <laughs> a.k.a. her employees. <laughs> what are we doing here? <laughs> I just... <laughs> I couldn't believe it. <laughs> but she starts with, Clint knows how much my business means to me. And I'm just like, your business. I just, I'm with Clint. I, I, you know, I didn't think about it until a few episodes back when he said, this might be promo for, did he say that? He said that, right? Yes. He was like, is she just here to promote her business? Promote her, it, it has to be it. Because now we know more about her, her employees than her family. And it's hilarious because in the first episode, she said she came on this show because she was ready to stop focusing on her business and she was in a place in her life where she wanted to create time to have someone in her life. But it does not look like that at all. I mean, unless she's saying if she was matched with someone she was into, she wouldn't be that into her business. Do we believe that? Um, I, I, I don't believe that. I think she's really married to her business. I feel bad for her. I can't, like, she doesn't seem to have a personality. Anyways, I, I don't want to judge. I mean, that's what, pretty much what we do, but I'm like, I don't want to judge someone that we don't know. But based on what we see, <laughs> not looking good. So her employees are going around. Clint is like the best person to have at like a gathering or a party. He's pretty good at mingling with people. He's a very, what's the word? Personable person. Is that fair? Yeah, that's fair. Okay. I don't like him, but yes. I know. Personable. I was about to say, I know you don't like him, but <laughs> he's personable. Wait, you still don't like Clint? Clint has grown on me quite a bit, but okay. we haven't jumped into like, eh, I like. think you're cool. No. Okay. I, th- I think he's cool. I think he'll be annoying, but I think he's cool. And then all her employees are all saying good things about her. I'm like, how much did you pay them? How much are you tacking <laughs> on? Because they're all like, it's fun. It's organized chaos, but she's fun and she gets in. I'm like, eh, okay. So Clint tells us, he, he. I think he's rehearsed this. He's like, she's in her element with the boss lady thing, and I'm so proud of her. She should be proud of herself. But again, the silent part is, who are you outside of your business? <laughs> so um, he does this whole bit with, like, she made lasagna, and he's like, their marriage hinges on this and tastes it. But this is the first time I actually agree that he does look like Bradley Cooper. He's like a budget Bradley Cooper. Um, Yeah. I see it for the first time. Okay. I mean, I, 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 if I squint and turn and just like contort myself, I can yep. see a glimmer of a something, something. It's there. Don't worry. <laughs> it's there. <laughs> so back to Chris and Nicole. Chris is taking her somewhere. And Nicole is all like, are you taking me to get my nails done? And he's like, no. So he takes her to a paint store because his dad had a paint business. <laughs> I mean, okay, sure. <laughs> And once again, the conversation starts with growing up. It was tough. <laughs> We're not laughing at this guy's pain, but you know, we got to find some humor. In this this theme of when I grew up, when I was young, da, 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 like, oh my God. And then he talks about their divorce and how he saw his dad every other weekend. At this point, I was like, man, I need these people to find some happy moments. But then he's like, it was tough working for his dad, that his dad was kind of like a perfectionist and, you know, learning to be a good husband is not from his dad. 
that it's from other influences. Um, she says that, you know, she's glad that he shared that with her, that this lets her know that he's not pretending and it's proving that she's his safe space. And in some odd way, sharing, I mean, I'm not going to use the word trauma bonding. Um, sharing the sad moments, I think gives Nicole peace because it's what she knows. And I feel like if he had happy stories, like, Oh, my parents were, I'm in a two parent home. They've been together, married for 40 years. It would make her feel insecure in some way. So I don't know. I think we, I just counted. We have 10 people on the show. I think I can think of two with married parents. Of the whole cast, I think it's just Jasmine and McKinley. Uh huh. <laughs> okay, that's so. What are that's you a statistical no, anomaly? That they have. To, wait, I'm lost. On the cast of ten, two of our uh -huh. casts have married parents. Uh -huh. I think that that's a pretty high rate of people having divorced parents on maps. I, I've struggled to think of previous seasons where. You know, there's less stories of the, oh, my parents are married and I want what they have because, like, no one has married parents. Oh, I see what you're saying. Um, I know, but I, I just mean in context of her and Chris. I don't mean, like, in general. I just mean, like, the person that she's married to, that it just makes her feel better because she's the kind of person I feel like because she's had so many negative experiences she's the kind of person I feel like would internalize that and feel like she's not good enough for him. If uh -huh. he came from like a two parent home and all that, like there's just been a lot that has happened to her. So this makes her feel more comfortable. Like, okay, you have your things too. I have things too. So we're for lack of a better word, equally yoked in that regard is what I mean. Yes. You're saying she would feel uncomfortable. No, it wouldn't probably work if he came back and was like, oh, I came from a happy two-parent household and we were all happy and blah, 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 blah. And I'm just saying, like, the whole cast is full of people who seem to be have divorced parents. I, I, I agree with you that she would not be comfortable if he came with, like, a super happy family life and a super happy childhood and good things have happened to him since then. Yeah. I, th I, I just threw picked a random example, like, two-parent, just something happy and quote-unquote normal that I just feel like the way her brain works she'll pick at it at something even though it's the there's a lot more people who came from divorced parents but because she's married to him like one-on-one -on -one in that situation but yeah um he says that no his relationship with his dad has come a long way now and Coda his dog was the turning point that that's his baby and at some point he had to ask his dad to watch him he had no one else to watch him and his dad even drove halfway to do it and he felt loved or that was his dad like learning or accepting love and he kind of changed everything for him. But he also shares that his parents, you know, love her and it's a good sign, you know, for them. I guess that's a good thing. Was it though? Was it a moment of joy? <laughs> I guess. <laughs> um, it's a, it's a story of overcoming. <laughs> <laughs> Is that positive? Yes. Is it happy? I don't know. It ended on a higher note than it started. We can agree with that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so um, Shaq and Kirsten and Jasmine and Eris go on a group date. At first, I thought it was paintball, but it's not. It's like some rubber bow and arrow archery thingy that you shoot 
rubber arrows at the person. I'm like, what's the point? Anyways, um, didn't make any sense. It didn't make any sense. And then I kept wondering, how are they filming this? Is the cameraman not a dead giveaway where they are located? (laughs) (laughs) Like if you see a cameraman focused on someone, then someone is there. But, um, they, after they're tired and had some action, I mean, I guess Shaq organized it and he's like, oh, we just keep talking about our feelings. I was like, yes, Shaq. That's all you're doing. He was like, let's get some action and get things going. Let things be fun. And I was like, yes, let's apply that to the show. So afterwards, they both split. So Shaq goes away with Jasmine and Eris goes away with Kirsten. Um, Jasmine, he asked Jasmine how she's feeling. She says she feels better. And Eris is being vulnerable. And she's hopeful that they're moving in the right direction. Her body language says otherwise, but okay, sis. Shaq asks if she feels like they're growing together. And she says some days they're going to, she feels like they're going to be married forever. I'm like, what days are those? (laughs) And some days she's like, he's counting. She feels like he's counting down, but regardless of how he feels, she wants to be true to herself. And Shaq asks, what does Jasmine want out of this? And then he prefaces and is like, listen, I'm not coming on to you. I have my own wife and all that, but you're beautiful on the inside and out. So just continue to walk in your truth. And she goes, yeah, I know. I'm a bad bitch. Oh, I don't know if she believes it. I know she has to say it. And, and that's the, that's the motto of life. Like you have to fake it till you make it, but she really needs to believe that because it's, I, I'm kind of glad that Shaq caught that because when she said, are they growing together? Her answers were some days I feel we're going to be married. And some days I feel like he's counting down. It was never what she was feeling. So I'm glad that Shaq actually asked her, what do you want and what are you feeling? So then Kirsten tells Eris that, you know, they're progressing and the attraction is growing for her, but communication is hard because sometimes they say the same thing, but they're hearing different things. Um, They move back to Shaq and Jasmine and Shaq says that he's handling things day by day because Kirsten has high expectations, such as a $2.9 million property. And he expects uh, him. Sorry, go ahead. I was about to say when I heard two point nine million dollars, I was like, "What? What? What?" She she showed him a two point nine million dollar house. Yeah, uh, that house, the one they saw in the beginning. I I mean, don't get me wrong. I thought it was a nice house, but everything with a house is location. In some places, that's a six hundred k house. In yeah. other places, it's a two point nine million dollar house. I did not realize that it was a. I didn't. I wasn't expecting that number. <laughs> were you expecting kind of because when i saw the house i was like it just it, even when we just saw the um because you know when you fast forward through the commercials when i saw it i was like is this maths it just didn't fit the usual aesthetic <laughs> of maps so you could tell it was a completely different neighborhood and i'm like mm. so yeah so um yeah so she says and then she, she expects him to buy her a house a car And then he was like, and he says, he keeps saying, whoa, we just got married. We need to take our time. But then she interprets that as he doesn't want to be married to her or he's wary about it. So Jasmine was like, yeah, you don't want to say that. So he also mentions the expectations from her dad and how he still hasn't met him. Jasmine asks if that bothers him and he starts to BS and is like, no, not really. Like, I don't really. And Jasmine is like, okay, so you're saying it doesn't bother you? Like she said it with such <laughs> force and he was like, okay, yes, it does. I mean, I guess it does. <laughs> he just came. It's true though. It does bother him. 
And I'm glad she got him out of it, got it out of him. <laughs> I did laugh though. Like the tone in the face, she was like, so it doesn't bother you. <laughs> 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 oh, so then we move back to Chris and Nicole. They're at home and they decide they just want to paint. So they start painting and she asks him, have you, did you learn anything about me that you did not know about or, or something about changing the way you see me? And he's like, no, not really that you did a lot of growing up. And she says that she doesn't regret anything and she would live the same way if it meant that she's here painting with her husband on Saturday, on a Saturday night. And then she has like this fake mustache on her face and they're doing accents and they joke around. And she says she feels so comfortable that she's never really opened up to anyone. But here she is being her true self and not feeling judged and feeling comfortable. And once again, I get it. I think they're happy. It's not that. I just, it still feels like they're putting on their best selves. More so Nicole. Than Chris. I don't know if you understand what I'm trying to say. Like, it doesn't feel relaxed. Uh, yes. And that even if they're having a good time, it cannot just be a good time by itself. There has to be a reference back to how I was not this happy before. He makes me so happy. Nothing is ever just good on its own with these two. Yeah. It's always a comparison about the past. A negative past. Yeah. And they just don't seem loose and comfortable. Like, again, it could be the editing. I think the closest to that was when they were doing the accents and it was fun. But even the laughter, I'm like, is it that funny or are you just <laughs> laughing that hard? It never really rings as <laughs> organic. <laughs> what made me but, laugh is Nicole said, do a French accent. And then the subtitle said, in parentheses, Italian accent. And then he spoke. And I was like, you guys, that's shady. <laughs> So again, I could be reading meaning into it. Maybe I'm nitpicking, but I really do hope that they find happiness and they're just going through the murk, right, the muck right now so they can get to happier pastures. Um, we move to Eris and Jasmine, and he tells Jasmine about a letter that his dad wrote his mom. And he has a couple of these letters, and sometimes he just reads it. He says that he's taking the lead on sharing, and this is why he's sharing all these things with Jasmine. Um he reads the letter and he's just his dad saying that he misses, you know, Eris, his son, and he would like to spend more time with him. And Jasmine says that, you know, she felt good about him sharing the letter and maybe he's ready. Maybe this proves that he is ready to put more into the marriage. Um, I think that it's good that Eris is sharing, but the pessimistic side of me is like, is this sharing or is this some kind of growth for him? Because now it just feels like she's an emotional support person. I don't, I, I don't know. I know what you were saying. Like the, I know what you were yeah. saying. <laughs> I'm like, does this help the marriage or does this help Eris? I think As an it individual. helps. I think it helps Eris. I'm not sure that it helps Eris. If it's like a practice, like for one thing, I don't think, Jasmine and Eris will ever be together. So I'm like, mm -hmm. is this Eris practicing how to open up for his next relationship? Yes. Yeah. I, that's how it feels. Because I'm just like, okay, so you keep sharing, you keep sharing, you check off the box that yes, you're sharing, but how is this helping your relationship for both of you? 
So it's helping him. Like now he knows how to do it. And it's like years of bottling up stuff. And it's like, whoa, I can't stop now. And he's just, ah. So I think, uh, I feel like Eris has to feel like he's doing the work in this relationship. And it's not a bad thing in any way. I feel like he's listened to the experts. He's listened to people. And everybody says that he needs to open up. So he's following the playbook that he's been given. But I don't think it comes from a place of wanting to share with Jasmine as an individual, as a person, as his wife. It's just doing the homework. Yeah. Because the other part of it that he could do as homework is like he could put the romance part of it, which we haven't seen. Plan a date that includes things that she likes that shows that you've been listening. But there's just not one aspect of doing the homework, which is you being open and vulnerable. Like, I don't know. Yeah. In some ways, Eris is also stunted, I think, by whatever age he was when his dad died. I think that has a huge impact on him. He talks about how his dad told him that when he was 16, he was going to buy him a Mercedes. And now he's like, he hopefully he can do that for his son. So when his son turns 16, he's going to get him a Mercedes so he can get all the girls. I'm like, Eris, you're a 40 year old man. And then Jasmine is like, okay, so he's just going to get him a car to get girls. He's like, well, he's going to look like me, so he's already good. So this is just going to elevate him. That's like a teenager. Like, I. So, anyways. Part of me is like, do you know how much it costs to insure a teenager on a very expensive car? I mean, I get it. It's a fantasy. It's not real life. But it just, it was, it sounded juvenile. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. It's like, I feel like he's stuck at whatever age he was when his dad died. And sometimes he just comes out. <laughs> I feel bad being critical in any way of any reaction that Eris has to losing his dad at the age of 11. Yeah. Uh, I, but it, I'm glad he's in therapy because I, I'm watching TV and I just feel like he's a person who needs something. Yeah. He has to find a way to sort through all of the things. And he seems willing to change his life for the better. So hopefully he gets the tools that he needs. And I think, you know, how the experts are always saying, even if you don't end up with the person you were matched with, you need to get something out of this. I do think Eris is going to get something out of this experience. Because it's not like he got an asshole of a wife. Nope. So. Um... So the final part of the episode is with Shaq and Kirsten and Kirsten is all up in her salad and Shaq shares his talk with Jasmine. That salad must've been good. Well, she did say it was good. He shares the house expectation and she's like, that's not a high expectation at all. See, she's not joking. (laughs) And then he keeps going and then she's like, well, I was just joking with you. And he's like, no, you weren't. And then she goes, I mean, I know people whose husbands buy them cars and houses and stuff. And Shaq was like, okay, do you want to be married to them? <laughs> and then she starts saying like, okay, you're acting crazy. You're blowing things out of proportion. He says, well, yeah, that works for them. Like you have to do what works for us. And she's like, yeah, I don't want to talk about it. And he goes, why don't you want to talk about it? Are you scared? And she goes, no, why would I be scared about it? We already talked about it. He says, so you don't want to talk about it? And she goes, no. And then he's just like, can you chew before you talk? (laughs) I'm just like. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. And then she goes, okay, I'm covering my mouth. 
And then he says, okay, I think that if things don't go your way, you start acting some type of way, like you don't want to talk about something and then you try to pivot away from it. And then she says, again, I was just joking. And he goes, no, you're not. Because from day one, you told me about jokes. Like I shouldn't joke around about certain things. Like he wants to have the conversation. She goes, listen, Shaq, when we get to that level, we can discuss a house. And he goes for 2 million. And she goes, no, for whatever we're approved for. And then he goes, but when you said it, it wasn't a we thing. It was a Shaquille, you need to do X, Y, Z and give me a house. And now to hear that you're joking, that wasn't what you said the first time. The whole thing is just hilarious because I do think that he was overreacting, but she did stoke the fires. I think Shaq could have easily said, girl, you're crazy, like, oh, something and just moved on. But he seemed to take this very personally. And I don't know what triggered him. I did not think he took it too far at all. Oh. <laughs> I, I did not think that at all. Because, okay. like you said, she was doing her little subliminal messages. And uh, there were all these opportunities he gave her to say, yeah, I'm joking. I don't really want... She could have said, I don't really think that you should buy me a house. But it's one of yeah. those like, oh, I'm joking, haha. But there's some truth underneath there. Kirsten yeah. thinks that she wants to marry a man who's going to buy her houses and cars. She has now referenced twice other people have husbands who buy them houses and cars. <laughs> she refuses to have an adult conversation where she says, played out. I don't expect that of you. I was just joking. I was a little gaslighting. Like, why are you taking it so seriously? You took it yeah. very seriously when you said it, ma'am. Yeah. I mean, that's true. I do. I, I, I see what you're saying. I just still feel like he was triggered by something, but I wasn't sure if it was something in his past or just dealing with Kirsten. This is just yet another one of her mind games that he's like, no, we're going to talk about this and we're going to be upfront about what your expectations are or not. So, but anyway, she ends it and says that, you know, he needs to pump the brakes and not overthink it, that they're going to be fine. And that's how <laughs> the episode ends. This is this was the part of the episode where I was like, I have very strong opinions, but I'm still not entertained. Because I strongly <laughs> believe, this is, I'm telling you, I don't like this girl. I felt like every opportunity she had to clearly communicate exactly what she wanted, she wanted to slide little things under there about how she expects Shaq to buy things that she knows full well he cannot afford to buy. Yeah. He's been honest. He's like, I'm still paying for school. I like, I'm not in a place to buy a house this very moment for you. If you want to come together and talk about finances. Oh, now. And then she just flipped the script. Suddenly it's about what we're approved for. No, 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 no. <laughs> Plenty of opportunities to clear it up. And you just passed by each and every one of them. And then made it seem like he was the crazy one taking you too seriously. Own your words. And in the words of Elizabeth Hasselbeck. Defend your own insinuations. <laughs> and that's the funny part is that he, he, um, did she say that on the view? She sure um, did. <laughs> um, he, they keep doing this. He said, she said thing on after party. She's not being clear about this. And he's like, she's not being said. We talk about things. And I'm like, how the hell are both of you lying? Like someone has to be telling the truth. How can there be this much miscommunication? It's just two of you. <laughs> so I don't know I just yeah you know what I'm decided she wasn't joking she was not joking so I think he's just like listen if you're looking for a 
high flying man who's gonna get you push gifts like 2.9 million dollar houses i am not the one let me know now so you don't make me feel less than so and go find you somebody you've been looking haven't you how's that gone for you (laughs) anyways aid who has your bouquet this week destiny and daphne (laughs) (laughs) it is like i'm not giving none of these cast members (laughs) not a one destiny and daphne lovely people Shaq has a lovely family i can see it in the two of them for them to drive down because they want to support him in this journey that he's on because they want kirsten to know who she married and it seems like she married a pretty good guy and she's asking for push gifts but that's neither here nor there (laughs) i just want to give my bouquet to those very nice people daphne daphne and destiny (laughs) who has your bouquet this week surprisingly my bouquet goes to eris i mean there's not a lot of choices here but i give it to eris because yes i'm saying like he's probably just emotionally dumping on jasmine but even as an individual like he said like you know growing up as a black man or a black boy you're not able to express yourself even if that's a lesson that he learns from this that it's okay to be expressive and don't it could cost you joy in your life because you think you're supposed to be a certain way, even if this is something that he's discovering in a future relationship and him just, oh, this sounds bad. I don't mean practicing on him, but just having the ability to be able to express the feelings that he has, I'm giving him the bouquet for that. Who has your ashes? Kirsten. It's 2023. If you want some sort of traditional life, it's okay. And you should say that so that everybody knows what they're working with. Don't beat around the bush talking about other people have husbands who buy them houses and cars. If that's the life you're looking for, like I said, you have plenty of opportunity to find it. Um, I, I just really, I don't understand how your intention there could be to make someone feel specifically Shaq feel anything but less than because he can't buy you the things that you have decided that you deserve. Uh, so yeah, I just, I was a little disgusted. Tane, who has yours? <laughs> oh, Kirsten has mine as well. But to piggyback <laughs> off of what you said, I can't believe you want someone to buy you a $2 million house and cars and you came on maths, girl, <laughs> get your priorities straight. <laughs> um, yeah, the thing that tipped me off the most, um, why she gets my ashes was when Shaq was trying to be an adult and have the conversation. And she just kept saying that, oh God, you're about to act crazy again. You're about to act crazy again. Again, I don't like overuse of the word, but I don't like the way she gaslights him. You start something, don't throw hands and hide your hands. Say something with your full chest, stand by it and work through it and see if you can come to a compromise. Like I would like you to buy me a house. It doesn't have to be a million, but eventually blah, blah, blah. But don't say things and then say, just kidding. Oh, you're being crazy. You said it. And he's just going by what you said. So that was it for me. All right. Everybody deserved their ashes. But I'm sorry, everybody. (laughs) That one person deserved both of our ashes. (laughs) (laughs) That's it for this week, you guys. You can find Tane on the rewatch with Nana. They have finished covering season 6A of Sex and the City. You can find us on Instagram and Twitter at AlterCallMAFS. That's A-L-T-A-R-C-A-L-L-M-A-F-S. We love hearing from you guys on social media. 
We're available anywhere you listen to podcasts. Thank you for listening to our show. Don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss any new episodes. Please give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And write us a review if you're so inclined. And we will see you next week. Bye. Bye. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Protect your dream home with American Family Insurance. And you can weather any storm. You'll also save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote. Find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin.